Yo, what's good, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Creative Opinions Podcast. I'm your host, Stephan Williams, and I have a couple of my co-hosts with me, Shay and Dre. Don't do that, Shay. Don't do that no more. <laughs> Don't do that no more. Uh, go ahead and uh, say a little word to the people real quick. Hello, everyone. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what's poppin'? Um, how y'all doing out there? First of all, Dre, I'm gonna need you to turn off your camera, dog. Hey, he didn't wash his hands. First of all, yes, I did. Yo, this is how we started off this episode. So, anyways, um, last week we tried to do this um mental health in the African American community podcast. It didn't go too bad but we just wanted to redo it just so it can sound more better i know like grammatically speaking saying more yeah, better isn't grammatically correct so i just want you to know pause the sentence that you said grammatically in wasn't even correct <laughs> hey you guys are messing with my mental psyche right now Guys are messing with my mental psyche right now. I don't like it. Okay. I hate I'm it here. Sorry. I hate it here. Um my, my bad. This is a green dot. We're good. <laughs> so the episode before the last episode that I did yesterday, we were talking about shooting your shot, sneaky links, and the friend zones. Which was an interesting topic. Because like, I mean, I'm not gonna deny it. I shoot my shot a lot. And I miss a lot, but Thanks, it was a good right? episode. It was a great episode because it was just it was fun. I feel you on that, bro. Um, yeah, like me and some of my partners out here, fellas, we know how it is out here shooting our shot. It's the ugly struggle, bro. Yeah, that's what it is. I, I think it's, it's either I'm ugly or I'm medium ugly. Um, I'm not cute enough for the fine girls. But I'm too fine for the ugly ones, so I'm I'm in a struggle right now. Why are you looking at me like that, Shay? You are you are just so sweet. You, uh, they just don't know what they miss, honey. Yeah, whatever. Um. Anyways, this this mental it's health. Because you don't be reading that poetry to them anymore. You know, you start reading that poetry like you used to do. That's it. Everybody can't get the poetry. <laughs> Everybody can't get the the wifey treatment and all this other good stuff that comes with it. But you know, it's levels to this stuff now. Twenty twenty one is the new me that's gonna stay here for a long time. We can be in twenty thirty and I'm gonna still be the same twenty twenty one. Please don't. Maybe. Why you say that? It's growth, honey. You're supposed to grow every year. Don't be the same person you were this year nor last year. I don't like You're this side of you. You're not the same person you were when I met you. I don't like this side of you. You're messing with my mental psyche. Yikes. 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 You go with them safe words. Yeah. <laughs> um, so anyways, um, mental health in the African-American community is, is a, a topic that's not talked about as much as it needs to be. It needs to be addressed in all ethnicities, but like, I want to focus specifically on our own community because if we're not going to fix it, if we're not going to attempt to fix it, who is, you know, 
starts with us first. So um, allow me to be the first to want to open up a dialogue for um, you know, on the mental health in the African-American community. So why isn't it talked about enough? What are, what are your thoughts, Jay? I think it has a lot to do with just fear and being able to accept, like, first admitting that something is wrong or you feel that something is wrong or you feel different from others and being able to um, just voice your opinion without being shut down, telling someone that something is wrong. You feel different than what society says you should feel, if that makes any sense. That does. So, um, it's hard to talk about those little gray areas, um, to someone within the African-American community, because, you know, they might say, like, just pray about it, go drink some tea, lay down, nothing wrong with you, right. you know? So I think that could be one reason. Mm-hmm. What about you, Dre? Um, I think for really, for a plethora of reasons, but the bigger, the bigger ones are, one, there's... There's not a there's not a lot of places to talk about it. Mm. Um, obviously, you know, there's a a psychological fear that, you know, men and women of color have to go through to even, you know, acknowledge it. But the first one is that where do we go to talk about it? I mean, because I mean, you can talk about it in church, but, yeah. you know, that, that uh, doesn't always end well for everyone. I mean, you can try to talk about it in school, you know. I get your ass whooped, and I, I, I'm definitely afraid to tell people, you know, to talk about it at home, because everybody in your house, same family, right? So I mean, it just where, where, where does one go to even express some of those views? Well, now that you bring that up, like, <clears throat> where do you think that, like, you know, outside of like going all the way back to slavery, where do you think? a lot of the mental health issues started? Well, a lot of them started with us, first of all. Yeah. I mean, the, the the black community or African-American community, however you choose to identify yourself before, um, we do it to ourselves. I mean, we're, you know, we're the quickest ones to judge the ones, if, if you know, if that makes sense to yeah. the people listening. And so we're, we're, we're the first... The, the first stop on this train ride, no mm-hmm. pun intended. Shout out to the bros. Oh, shit, the real bros. But I think that, you know, we're the first ones on that on that kind of stop, if you will. And then on top of that, because we're the first one, step two is that, you know, everybody else see us doing it. You know, they feel comfortable doing the shit, too. So, I mean, that's the, the first two steps. You know, after that, you know, you can have a whole grocery list full of where it can come from. But I think those are the first two. Right. Jay, what are your thoughts? I agree with what Drake said. And I also think that it um, comes from, like, households being brought up. You know, a lot of things happen in people's families that have to be kept a secret. Right. Um, and, and that's just how it is. Pretty much everything has to be a secret. Don't tell anyone. You know, what happens in my house stays in my house or you're going to get a beating. Um, so another thing could also be that 
when something is wrong with someone in the community, I feel like they're like no one really pays it attention. <laughs> like for example, someone I'm gonna use Pookie because even though nobody really has it, some people Pookie. don't have a cousin named Pookie or an uncle named Pookie, but if Pookie come acting crazy, everybody's just gonna say, "Oh, you know he a little touch," you know. He, he haven't been the same since. It's always something. You know what I mean? Right. Like another example is Kanye West. Everybody just says, "Oh, he hasn't been the same since his mama died." We don't know how he was as a child, but the death of his mother could have triggered something to, you know, how he was, how he is today. If right. people think that something is wrong with Kanye West, you understand? And I can use another example, just like how people feel about um, R. Kelly. They feel like something happened to him as a child, but nobody knew about, spoke about that or helped him get treated, allegedly. Not talking about Robert, because I love Robert. You love Sylvester? I, mean, I love R. Kelly, not oh, Robert the person. But um, even though you, but now it's like a bigger issue. But I feel like if it was talked about as a child, it could have changed things for us, I believe that makes right. sense. I, I would agree. And say that um, I believe a lot of the mental health issues started at home. You know, um, we're, we just we just brought up different. A lot of um, other ethnicities are taught to like, oh, believe in your neighbor, love thy neighbor, blah 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 blah. You know, and that's cool and well, all, but we don't we don't necessarily do that in in our household as an African American. Well, I can only speak for myself. So like me personally, um, if you wasn't a friend of the family by like blood, or if you wasn't a member of the church that we went to, or a church that we visited, it was really no outside friends, you know. So it was, it was do what I tell you to do. It was respect your elders. Um, a child is to be seen and not heard. Little sayings and quirky sayings like that that for lack of better phrases, put the fear of God in us, you know? So it was, it was, it was the start of that to make it feel like, one, to to make us feel like we can't open up, and then two, to like, um, I don't know, uh, keep us in a certain place, you know? Does that make sense? Yeah, the, the it totally does because the African American or the Black culture, the Black families, um, like you said, for example, if you said, "Why did you disrespect your teacher?" You're supposed to respect your teacher, and it's like, um, why do I have to respect my teacher if I didn't do anything wrong? Right. You understand what I'm saying? Like, if you didn't do anything wrong, you you. Sh- All right, so I'm going to use an example like this. A child, a black child comes home from school. How was you? Not all families. I'm going to say some. How was your day? My day was fine. Oh, did you do your chores? No, I didn't do my chores. Did you do your homework? Blah, blah, blah. It's not really anything. Well, other cultures, how was your day? Oh, it was okay. What did you do today? Oh, I did. I created a project. What kind of project it was? Oh, we dissected the cat. Oh, I remember when I dissected the cat, blah, blah, blah. What did you... And so it's more in-depth, so they feel... They built this rapport, and they feel comfortable. 
full of kids. In some households, it's, you better have dig them chores. No, it better not be no dishes in the sink when I come home, um, and things like that. So it's like we're trained to just, like you said, shut up and don't um, be pretty much don't even be seen. When you see grown folks, you get you leave the room. Yeah. Um, and when you see people talking, you hush and you respect your elders. You never have the opportunity to question why. Don't ask me why. It's because I said so. So if what Uncle Pookie is doing is wrong, yeah, you said don't Pookie. be like Uncle Pookie, but you're not telling me why I cannot be like Uncle Pookie. That's not letting me know that, hey, don't be like Uncle Pookie because he does drugs and drugs are bad, blah, blah, blah. Right. It's just nothing is nothing is being said. Or don't go, go by Uncle Robert with those skirt on. Keep your legs shut. But why can I not go by Uncle Robert when I wear a skirt? You're not telling me the truth, if that makes any sense. It's all, everything is based on lies. Right. That's how I feel. Probably didn't use the right word, because I've been talking about this topic a lot, but it's just, it's really generational buildup of everything. It's a lot. Um, especially when when you don't know no other way when you're growing up and you don't you don't know much about anything it's it's difficult it's difficult because like i feel a lot of it came from like like our parents not knowing how to raise us because they raised us the only know the only way they knew how and that's the way that they were raised so like if you're not taught the proper way to love and show affection and show care for the people that you're raising then the cycle is going to continue until you end it, you know? Does that make sense? So I I feel like that that is um where um a lot of the mental health issues started. Um why is mental health important? Okay. I mean, we all got brains, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I mean, I don't, I mean, it sounds like a very mundane answer, but at the end of the day, <laughs> everyone has a thought process yeah. and everyone thinks. So therefore, since everyone has a thought process and everyone thinks, eventually everyone's going to speak. And, you know, what comes out is, you know, can be attributed to that thought process and what they were thinking. Mm -hmm. And so if our mental health isn't, you know, mental health plays that comes in when that thought process and those thoughts that you were thinking weren't right. Whatever comes out the mouth and whatever actions follows is just what follows. Very true. Jay, do you have anything you want to add to that? Oh, he pretty much summed it all up for me. Thank you, Dre. Thank you. Uh, yes. Um, so how do we change the narrative about mental health in our community? I think first we got to realize where it came from. Yeah. Um, I don't think, you know, we as a people like acknowledging the wrong habits that we've picked up through the centuries. Right. Um, and, and, and like, if you take a step back and think about it, how did, like, where did whipping come from? I mean, black people in Africa weren't just whipping kids. Right. You feel me? And if you think about it, when when our ancestors were slaves, 
they learn how to chastise their kids in an American way. And the only quote unquote Americans, because you know, Americans, you know, indigenous people, that's a whole other topic. But right. the only quote unquote Americans they were learning from was the people who were controlling them. Yeah. And their methods work. So, you know, the, once again, the thought process is if their methods work on us, I gotta, you know, them, them shit's gotta work if I'm doing it. Right. And so, you know, you gotta think about how, and I use whipping as just an example, but that mental aspect of it is just the same, you know. Yeah. That's where, you know, I don't think we as people tend to acknowledge the fact that black, you know, our, our a lot of our culture got stolen from us, but a lot of a lot of what we do in a, on a daily basis got taught to us. Right. And so we don't take the time to acknowledge that fact is going to keep repeating itself. I would say um, in order to change the narrative, we have to first acknowledge the fact that we have mental health issues. Like we can't, we can't begin to fix something that we don't believe we have. If that makes sense. Like you can't fix what's not broken, you know? So like in that same token, we have to admit that we are broken people. We need to advocate other people to seek help. Like even if you feel like, oh no, they don't know what they're talking about. They, they can't help me. Ain't nothing wrong with me. Like, what is it? What does it hurt to just sit and listen, or to like just talk? You know, an an open um, platform for us to speak about what's been going on in our lives and how we can take proper steps to fix it and to to no longer let it control us in our in our lives. You know. Well, we'll yeah. We'll, just, just real quick. I don't think we can say what can hurt us because it's kind of like Chase said earlier when we were talking about R. Kelly and mm-hmm. Kanye. Like we don't know what that particular individual went through as a child or their upbringing. Right. So you know what might not hurt you to like sit in the room and talk about you know X Y Z. That shit might scar the next person. That's true. Who can't sit in a room. And talk about you know stuff like that because they went through ABC when they were like five years old or right. you know they did such and such at some time you know I there's a lot of scars that we can't personally see mm-hmm. and so I mean not to say what you, what you said was wrong because you you're absolutely correct I understand you what know, you're saying everything eventually needs to be talked about but. Every 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 road doesn't lead to to the same place, and I think even as a community, we have to recognize that, like how I deal with my issues might not be how you know Kevin. I'm trying to think of all the black names. Um, Jamal, (laughs) Jamal, you know, Andre. uh, 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 Hey, Hey. first of all, I don't have a black name. (laughs) Don't don't do that. Um, but um, nah, but real talk, like. All roads don't lead the same place. So right. how I deal with my issues might not be how Jamal deal with his issues, or you know Devontae deal with his stuff. You feel me? So right. that's just I think we have to recognize that there are just how in the medical field there are numerous ways 
to sew up a, a wound, there are also numerous ways for someone to heal their mind. Okay. What were you getting ready to say? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I was just pretty much going to say, Dre is so phenomenal. Thank you, Dre, again. He took the words out hey, of my get mouth. Wrong. Y'all get it wrong. Y'all get it wrong, okay? I mean, <laughs> um, another thing that I wanted to add was <laughs> some people don't like to address issues and be called a liar to their face. That makes sense. I'm thinking right now, uh, I'm into a couple of people and they've been touched by their stepfather, but they told their mom and their mom pretty much told them it didn't happen. Right. So to keep speaking on that situation would just aggravate them and could trigger trigger more pain or who knows what they'll do next, just reflecting on the story because now they're being told that it didn't happen. They're like, no, it happened. Right. No, that didn't happen to you. And I think I think you know, everyone as a parent always says, hey, I'm going to protect you. If anybody touch you, let me know. And, you, you know, we have this, this, you know what, somebody touch you, I'm going to kill them. I, I promise you I'm going to kill them. And then it's a lot of kids that go and tell their parents that they've been, been touched and they don't do anything because yeah. the person that touched them could have been an uncle, brother, dad, you know, family member and they don't want to be the bad guys but now this child has to go with the trauma and the hurt of looking at that person who harmed them at family reunions and just walking by them and not and knowing what happened and don't have to say anything or can't say anything or nothing has been done and I think a lot of kids I just sit back and I think about the children now like mental illness or mental um Symptoms, symptoms is not the word I'm looking for. Identities, all those type of things were bad when I was coming up. Yes, but can you imagine like now with these kids who have been quarantined and who have been stuck in the house and all the things that they have had going on, being stuck in the house with parents who are abusive, um, probably getting sexually assaulted, all this type of stuff that has been going around and they can't go to their safe haven, which could have been school, park, activities and things like that. So now it's a secret for this and then move on later later on in life. So I think it's gonna we're gonna see the effects of everything um that's happening now later on or next year or the next year uh within the kids that are growing. Interesting. Okay. Um I got a question for both of you. Who do y'all think has uh, a harder time dealing with mental health in our community, the women or the men? Um, I can't, I can't say. Um, I first, of all, I'm gonna be honest. I would lean toward to say women, just because of the fact that, you know. One, we got to protect our queens, but two, being the most part, there are more times where a female is vulnerable mentally and physically, as opposed to where a male is vulnerable mentally and physically. And so that can attribute to more cases where women go through more shit. And so I, I can't 
I know it's, if, if I had to give it a percentage, it'd be like 51 49 leaning toward women's weight. But I mean, I don't know everybody's testimony, right? So I can't, you know, really call it either way, right? For me, I'm going to say men, but that's because I feel like men have a lot on their shoulders. Like, they want to be a provider. They they have to provide for their family. They have to make sure everything's okay with the um, their wives or things like that. And not only that, there's sometimes they have to take care of other family members. You understand what I'm saying? And then... Just the society as a black male in general, like you have that, and you don't want to fail because you don't want anybody to look down on you and think you're weak or you can't accomplish anything. You understand? And I, well, and I just think about men in a dating scenario. If a man lives at home with his parents, he considered broke. If a woman lives at home with her parents, she could just be getting on her feet or you know, that's what we're supposed to do pretty much until marriage. Um, if he drives a certain type of car, wears a, a certain type of clothes, if he does all this stuff, it's like, oh, you broke, you know, good, yada, yada, yada. You got to pay for dinner. You got to do – it's just a whole lot that is on y'all um, outside of this, the social justice, like, areas, like, even in relationships, marriages, and things like that. I do. I can see the points that Dre made about um, women, but I guess I feel like it's men. Moral of the story. Um. And I would like to know why y'all think like why do a lot of men say that women have to deal with a lot due to social media or somebody looking better or competition. I, I think okay. it's I think that part is is where a lot of the mental issues come from. It's because you're you're trained to look a certain way or or to aspire to look a certain way in order to get certain things in life. Like if you're if you're an above average attractive looking woman, then you have to deal with a lot more than someone who is not as attractive as you are you know like but even in that like it it's it's both ways because there's one like if you if you're looking this good then it's like you get all the men that hit on you because you look so nice or whatever right they want to do certain things to you because of how you look but then you get the women on the other hand who aren't as attractive and they're like well nobody ever wants me no better nobody thinks about me nobody things to choose or even look my direction because I don't look good. Is it something about me? Am I not good enough for somebody else? So it's like, it's all these internal things that, that happen based off of one, how you look. And then two, it's like, you have to live up to certain things like, Oh, I have to have this certain figure. I have to, you know, get the right man. I have to be a mom. And then if a man chooses not to be there for his children, then it's, the mom's responsibility, quote unquote, to take care of the child, to provide, to put a house, uh, a roof over their head, food on the table, clothes on their back, 
all while working two or three jobs just to, you know? So it's 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 a struggle both ways, but I feel like men have it somewhat easier. Yeah, we deal with the stuff about like um like um racial profiling and things of that nature in our communities. But at the same time, like that that is a serious problem, but it's it's something that can be avoidable. You know, there's certain things mentally that can't be avoided as easily as something as simple as well it's not simple don't get me wrong but something like racial profiling has a solution but people just aren't using the solution to like properly go through that the steps to properly identify somebody but when it comes to mental health when it comes to like someone's um looks and what's going on in their mind don't always know the answer because everybody has different reasons to why they're feeling the way that they're feeling you know yes but i feel like women seek help the suicide rate is higher in black males than black people right the suicide rate is higher in white males than white females so it's like women know how to cope women we were taught to be independent black women we were taught to be strong we were taught to do all of these things yes a lot of people say some people i hear joke around they like they like girls who got daddy issues if she was brought up in a parent household she don't want her they don't want her they want the, the broken women you understand what i'm saying so i don't think like i think everyone who Every regardless if you male or female in our in the black culture, like a lot of people got daddy issues. I don't know. I know I didn't. I wasn't brought up in a two parent household with my biological father. I was brought up in a two parent household. I don't know about you or Dre, but it's like we all have that male who is easy to like get up and leave and not and not take and not be there for their kids. But at the end of the day, that is because mentally he couldn't get his shit together. Mentally, he wasn't ready, but a woman automatically is ready. I don't. Like I wouldn't. I wouldn't agree with that. I would. I would say that women are forced to be more so "quote unquote" ready than a man is because one, they they are the bearer of the children, so it's right. not as easy for them to leave as it is for a man to leave because he doesn't have to carry that child around. You know, he doesn't, but they can get an abortion. But I'm saying once a, a, a woman chooses to have, a but that's child, also like that's also a part of a mental issue. So, like, say for instance, you had an abortion, right? Then that follows you, that continues to follow you. Like, that's something that'll deal. Well, maybe you might deal with it a little differently than a man would, because he didn't physically have to go to the doctor or go through the procedure. You know. So that just adds to more stuff that a woman would have to deal with that a man doesn't have to do. He just sits there and he says, oh, well, I don't, I don't, I'm not ready for a child. But yet leaves the onus on a woman to, one, go do the procedure, set up the appointment, actually go through the appointment, and then deal with all the emotions that she has that follows with it. You know? I feel like there's, there's two different types of... Um, ways to deal with the emotional like 
the question is double-sided for a purpose just to open up some dialogue so like with with women it's like they always say women are more emotional and men are more physical or whatever and not as emotional you know but at the same time it's like i feel like me myself i'm not as emotional as i could be because for the times that i did open up to people they let me down i've i've i felt like i feel like i still have abandonment issues to this day because of stuff that happened to me as a child like i believe that a lot of my my mental health issues started when my brother died so like i felt like he was my best friend like he was my rock he was my my shadow you know what i'm saying so like after that like dealing with that as a six-year-old and not knowing anything about anything except like your little brother's right there on your side it's like how do you how do you believe anybody else then right after that parents divorcing and then being having to be moved from place to place to place to place and then dealing with the fact that like i wasn't i wasn't like a saint in school by any measures but i wasn't terrible but i was very i was very mischievous and i did some stuff you know and it it it, it put the onus on my parents to to figure out what was wrong with me and try to decide what's best for me without necessarily getting my input with what was best for me. So I felt like whenever I was bad in school, um, my mom couldn't deal with me, so she shipped me off to live with my dad. But then my dad was never there, so I felt like I was being abandoned all over again. You know, so it's like you want to open up to people, but then people aren't there for you, especially the people that are supposed to be there for you. You know? So when you deal with certain things like that and then you go out and you want to be in a relationship, you want to meet the the love of your life, you want to meet your soulmate and all these other things that come in this world, but you're still dealing with these same situations and can't get past that because of what happened as a child. And then it's like, oh, well, you don't have any emotions. It's like, I don't know how to express my emotions to you without the fear of you leaving later, you know? So what have you done? Like, have you talked to a therapist? What steps have you taken acknowledging this problem to make it better for your dating life um, as an adult? I've I've acknowledged it. Um, I want to say that I may have went to talk to a professional maybe once, and that was when I was in the army, back when I was deployed, actually. I had to go to what they called, quote unquote, behavior or health. Yeah, that's um, exactly what, yeah. Um, but it, it, you're not going to find the, the person who you're going to relate to the first time. Right. I I went to, it's like shopping for a car, to be honest. Like you have to, if you don't feel like they're getting to the root of the problem, then you're going to or you don't feel connected or you don't feel comfortable or you don't feel like they're helping you. It's it's um, not that I didn't feel any of those things. It's I just decided not to go back. Mm. And I've never seen a um, mental health patient or psychiatrist or, you know, anyone who specializes in mental health 
I haven't seen anybody since. I felt that Why? my my particular way of dealing with issues was either writing about it or mm-hmm. acknowledging that it happened and in time coming to grips with it and getting over it. You know? So it wasn't something that was necessarily diagnosed to me, even though I feel like, you know, I could I, I would go see one, but at the same time it's like I feel like I'm growing with it in in myself. It may not be the fastest way, but it's a way that I know that like I don't have to worry about like finding a psychiatrist and then them me having to feel abandoned once, you know, I'm not able to talk to them again. You know what I'm saying? Does that make sense? Or opening up to another so person who what do you, who's what do you not gonna think is your trigger to where you start feeling the anxiety and the emotions and all what triggers you to feel those emotions again that you're about to get abandoned or something is going to um or you're gonna lose someone that you like? Um, it's when I invest my time in a situation to where I'm fully invested and then something may happen and it's, it's not what I thought it would be, you know, does that make sense? So like when, when certain things happen and like the feeling isn't the same anymore as it was when it started, then it's like, okay, well, I'm still investing my time. But I feel them not investing their time anymore. So it's like, oh, okay, this is just going to be another one of those situations to where I'm giving my all and they're not giving me anything in return. So it's like, all right, now i got to start this process all over again. So the person who I um, showed and shared my emotions and feelings with, they're not reciprocating that. So I'm once again back to trying to figure out what's going on. Is it me? Is it something else? Is it them? Like, what? You know, so that starts to to do a trigger, and then it's like, okay, I'm better off alone. You know, that is what it is. Kind of to just, like, expound on, like, the, the question, I think that, and this is just my personal opinion, of course, um, a lot of what men go through is outer yes, and how they're able to process it and deal with it and a lot of what women go through is inner and how they process it and deal with it and and just for the most vague example if you will pregnancy you know we don't have to carry around a child and and for for you know hypothetical purposes even if it gets aborted it's not the, the man you know getting a child sucked out of them. Not right. not trying to make light of the situation, but um I'm sorry. <laughs> but no, we're not trying to be indecent. Like, we're not trying to be indecent. Not trying to be yeah. indecent or nothing, yeah. but I'm just like like I think, you know the male the male human, if you will, especially in the black community, for a lot of things that mental health that, that you go through, we can quote unquote run away from it. And, and so, true. and so, you know, and if my, 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 my body not right, I can put on enough clothes to, to, to not, you see it to, so you won't see a figure. And, and, and you know, if, if, see, you know, my hair not right that one day, I can go cut that shit the fuck off, you know? Right. right? And, and, and vice versa with all, a bunch of other stuff. And so with the, with the woman, 
you can put on as much clothes as you want to. I'm, I'm gonna still see that shape, yeah. and you gotta see that shape too. You feel me? And so y'all got and, makeup, and, y'all got clothing, and y'all got all this stuff. And, and you still have don't to do that because y'all got hats, y'all got glasses. A man is not the same when he with his hat on or off or hat off. But 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 my point that I'm making is y'all petty asses. Um, <laughs> I, like you know, what men do, what men deal with is is an outer is is not saying we don't deal with inner stuff, uh, but it's more of an outer experience. And and women have more inner experiences than we do. And so, getting back to the original question, you know, who deals with it more? Uh, I, like I still say, fifty-one forty-nine for me, women. Right. But but it's my opinion because at the end of the day, when I go and look myself in the mirror at night, you know, there's things that I can take on, take off, blase blase, forward and forward on and on. I female can't necessarily do all of those take on take offs that yeah. a man can do. I agree. Uh you know what, Dre? I look at it different. I still think I I mean, I look at what you're saying now and now that you broke it down like that I can understand, but I just think that if you would have asked twenty two 23-year-old me, I was a hot mess back then. Stephanie can admit, my mental was not together. Well, not oh, admit, but I'm kidding, I'm kidding. agree. <laughs> um, but I use, I, I seek help. I, I seek help. I, I found out ways to um, work on it and cope with it, and I wasn't afraid anymore. I was always afraid about what people thought of me. Whether it's people thinking of me because I was a young mother, that I was uneducated, that I was a free spirit, or anything um of this nature, and it got it it had it took me becoming about twenty five, twenty four, twenty five, and I was like, I don't care what people think anymore. And then when I stopped caring what people thought about me, I became more like. As I would say, people start noticing the real me, and I didn't have to have this mask on on being a perfect shape. I could make mistakes, and I wasn't afraid to learn. I could go speak, talk to a therapist, or I could tell people how they make me feel right then and there. I could do all these things without trying to be perfect. And when I was a, when I was younger, I just wanted to be perfect. Yeah. You feel me? So, um. I think one of the things is that I have learned is that now when I'm dating, I don't tell people my horror stories. I don't lay on the pillow and pillow talk and tell everybody what I've done wrong because now I feel like people take, people are sick, you know? And like people will take your pain and turn it into a joke or take your pain and be like, well, I'm not like them or I'm going to be totally better and I'm going to do this. And they will literally feed into it and learn you just to hurt you. And it's like a hook. So now I don't tell people a lot of my horror stories, even when it comes to stepping. I don't tell people because that was a traumatic time of my life. So I don't talk about it. There's no need for it. I got over it and I'm better. If, if I talk about it, what's the point? Because now I'm just going to get mad all over. You understand what I'm saying? So I think one step to do it is is when you talk about it, you talk about it to somebody who doesn't know you 
and who you don't who you don't have to have an um, emotional connection with. And maybe it can be different. Like I've done totally different types of training. Like I would write it down. As Stefan said, I would um, talk to an empty chair. Well, obviously, well, if, if, if this person was here, what would you say to them? There's different ways that you can do it. I would write letters to the people who hurt me. I would talk to the people who hurt me directly, and I would just let them know, you hurt me. The way you received this message is the way you receive it, but I'm going to feel better because now I told you how you made me feel. Right. And I think it's just some. And once you tell somebody how, how you make them feel, it's your choice on if you want to have them lie to your face again or you want to just move on because but just because we're family don't mean that I have to talk to you every day. Right. It's okay to break apart family. It's okay to separate people who hurt you. It's okay to grow. The whole purpose is for you to grow. If you remain the same person every single year, carrying on the same baggage, eventually you're going to just be thinking and you're going to be living in this world and not existing. You're just going to be a big old flubber sitting here not thinking about how you were when you was a little kid. You know, I'm not trying to be 40 talking about my pain from when I was six. I'm going to talk about my pain. I'm going to educate people on my pain. And I'm going to say, this is what you can do. This is what I did. Here's the resources for you. If you want me to go with you, I can. So I'm, I'm oh, glad you I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. I'm sorry to cut you off. Um, So that like that's that. a, that's an answer. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, So that's an answer to the next question I had, which is how can we hope our men and women in the African-American community feel safe in regards to helping with their mental health? So like education would be the answer, like proper education, proper mm-hmm. forms of seeking help, knowing who to go to talk to, or having that person go along with you is maybe something that's all they really need to know that somebody is really there for them and, and not going to judge them for what happened to them, you know? And that's and that's basically, sometimes people just need a driver. Sometimes sometimes people, you know when people say, all right, we're going to get through this together. Right. And you'll call that person and be like, look, I'm having a bad time. They're like, oh, well, you need to just really get over them. Like, it's okay. Like, yeah. get over them. The best way to get over somebody is getting under somebody else. But no, this, nope. re- this really hurt me. Right. Like, not using drugs is not a good coping mechanism. Alcohol is not good. Sex is not good. Porn is not. All these things that people Whoa. do to cope. Whoa. Wait a minute. Wait a I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It's not good for coping. Because all you're going to do is just, you're doing whatever to numb the pain. And that's what we learn. That's what, uh, you'll be all right. Go get you a drink. Numbing the pain doesn't make the pain go away. Because the pain is still there once you come down from your high or right, your drinking we, state. And that's how, if, if a girl goes through a breakup, her friends, here come her friends with the bottles. If a man goes through a breakup, come on, doll, let's go out to the club, the strip club, you'll be all right. No, I'm not all right. It's going to numb it for this moment, but yeah. I'm still hurting. I'm still in pain. So the best thing for you to do is just have the resources. African-American community, insurance is a problem. Building rapport with a therapist is a problem. Not all all uh, professionals know how to talk to uh, 
someone that comes up in a different culture and a different yeah. upbringing than their personal thing it's unethical i might have you hold just, that thought until later because that's you can't have me hold anything you can't hold water anyways um <laughs> <laughs> so um dre what w- what would you say is um is something that we can help um our men and women in the african-american community feel safe in regards to their mental health um i think the first thing is just having to be cool to acknowledge that you want to have a problem yes um i think that's like the biggest thing like Hey, like it's okay, like bro, you're not right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's, it's it's you're not right, and you know having having the the self awareness and the self identity to just be like, you know, some some shit going on with me, right. and this is not what I wanted to be. Um, and then two, please understand that you know, kind of to what Shane was ha- saying, mental health help at first is a damn buffet. Try all that shit. Try all that shit. Go go over there where the greens at. Go over there where the other vegetables at. Go get some bread. Go get all the other shit. You know what I'm saying? It's go get the cheeses. Try all that shit yeah. because if you stick yourself over there with the fruit, and your ass got a whole ass um goddamn allergy to motherfucking motherfuckers, your ass gonna have a bigger problem. And, and I right. think that's what people don't understand. Like, that's you know, I said it, I kind of alluded to it earlier, but there's no one way yeah. to cut down the motherfucking tree. And there's no one way to heal mental health. And so people got to understand it's okay. If this don't work, cool. I can go try this. If right. this don't work, cool. I can go try this. As long as you're down for the ride to know that, one, this is not you no know, no quick turnover. You know, this ain't no overnight success story. Like right. just get just know that it's not gonna you're not gonna acknowledge that something's wrong with you today and then tomorrow everything's gonna be it's good. It. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. It's okay it's to okay. not be okay. It's okay. Like just be down for the ride and know that if you take the steps to whatever steps you're taking, as long as you keep taking steps, eventually something's gonna pop. Would you Yeah Go ahead, Shane. No, go ahead, Because I don't I don't want you, you to get um, upset with me no more. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. No, I was about to move. I was about to move forward. So go ahead and say what you was about to say. I was agreeing with what he he was saying. I mean, because um, I know me when I when because obviously I'm a I'm a big sister and I've joined my sorority based on simply mental illness was the main focus. Um, that's our main thing, and I just do so much research on it. But when I'm dealing with my kids. I, wherever they want to go and talk to me, I'm there. If they want to talk to me on a basketball court, sometimes they want to talk to me, you know, in a corner somewhere. We walking and talking. You have to build, I feel like um, you have to build that a comfortable zone. You have to find some place you're comfortable um, going and someone who you're comfortable with telling because, I read this one story in my district where it was this girl and she was getting sexually, she was getting touched by her stepfather who's been her stepfather since she's been born, right? So now she's 17 years old and the one person who she was comfortable with telling, even though she told more people, um, the one person who made a change 
was her boyfriend, her, like, a, a third of, you know how dating goes, but he went and told the guidance counselor that he was comfortable with, and finally, it was out because she didn't know how to tell her mom, you know, so... Obviously, her mom definitely pressed charges and did everything that she had to do. But I'm just saying, like, you never know who you're comfortable with. But don't tell who will be that, I guess, person to help you. Because once she got that off her chest, her life became better. It's just once you get one thing off your chest of what's, what's really hurting you and getting to the root of the problem was hurting you, things can become better. Okay. I do not recommend getting medicated right away. But if you need medication, take it. Anxiety is real. PTSD is really real. Depression is real because you don't know how to cope with depression. It can suck you in, and you can literally be sitting in your in your bedroom with everything closed, crying and listening to um, Summer Walker. Not Summer Walker. Um, <laughs> so would you would you say that once you do gain the help and and you you started living better and you know excelling would you say that it's a setback if you go to the person who hurt you and tell them how they hurt you and they turn around and say to you well i don't think you needed mental help anyways that's just something you got to deal with like how would you react is there is there is that a does that cause a setback to one who experienced some pain and then goes to the person that hurt them and they say, oh, you didn't need help in the first place. I think some people are going to be positive and negative about it. To me, when I went to the person that hurt me the most, I, 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 went, I brought them into my session, my safe haven, and I let them know exactly how I felt. I told them, this is what happened, this is how I remember it. And you can lie to me if you want to, but I can accept it now and then I can move on. But once I told them how they made me feel, they broke down and were able to open up to why they did the things that they did. And they were able to receive the um, help that they needed to the point to where I can forgive them and converse with them because they I feel like they healed. But if someone tells me I didn't need mental help or I didn't need, this is, that's like a, I'm not going to say you didn't need mental help. I would say you didn't need professional a professional to help you or um anyway some people some person could say that it, nothing was wrong with you i just feel like they just old-fashioned basically if that makes any sense because i think our generation will be a little bit more opening to, to seeking help i just feel like funding is the problem and i do not think that social media is a platform for you to be telling your business because it doesn't work i agree what about you, Dre? Uh, I think first we have to realize, um, again, everyone's steps are different. So with that being said, everyone triggers differently. So, I mean, for some people, that might be a backwards step. Uh, and then for some people, shit, that might be the step they need to get better. Um, it just, you know, different strokes for different folks. But I think the the bigger underlying thing is you know you asked about step back if it is a step back let it be okay right because i think people have to understand the healing process that you're trying to get through 
is not for anyone else but you. Except for you. And so when I think we, we kind of, just kind of how, you know, like you said earlier, you know, African-American communities, you know, there's so much that contributed to how we deal with mental health. And one of those biggest things is, you know, we put ourselves on this timeline. And people do that with their healing process and mental mental health. Right. So, you know, I mean, if it if it causes you to if it triggers you or whatever, okay, cool. Take three steps back. Get up. Start start marching towards to get those three steps back. And I think that we don't acknowledge the fact that and sometimes you're going to have setbacks. I mean, that's just life in general. I, I can't get on that soapbox, but you're going to house that setbacks. And so with that being said, you know, hey, if you talking to the person that triggers you, guess what? You just found something that triggers you. Right. That really wasn't a step back. That really was you acknowledging something that is going to help you deal with everything that you got going on. Now, after you after you deal with that, are you still able, do you think that you would still be able to open up to other people? after somebody reacted negative, negatively to you receiving help for your mental issues? I mean, again, I, it's just, yeah, you, you like, how, I hate how many times are you going to tell the same story? Like, right. this, is, this is the thing, like, to me, I'm not supposed to keep sitting in pain. I'm not supposed to, every person I meet, if I'm dating you, I'm I don't, I don't, like, I don't think you're properly understanding what I'm saying. Like, you, you receive the hope, You've gotten clarity and you become better for it. But then after you received help and became better for it, you opened up to the person that hurt you and they said, oh, you didn't need help in the first place. My next question that follows that is, do you still open up to other people to like try and get them to also seek help? And does, does that stop you from further talking about your, your truth to somebody else if somebody says, Oh no, you didn't need it in the first place. Hell uh, yeah, because I mean, you don't know what your testimony may do to somebody's life. Gotcha. I mean, mm-hmm. at the, at the end of the day, you know, that was your walk. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't know how somebody else walked with. We don't know how X, Y, Z, whatever, 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 and it's just so forth and so on. So again, you know, this one person told you, you know, you didn't need help. Who just take that as like somebody said no. Right. It's just like, like right. I said, I hate, I hate the reference. You know, your 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 last episode, you shoot, you keep shooting your shot <laughs> until you hit. Keep going to the free throw line. Eventually, you gonna make hey. it. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Something, something gotta break. So right. you feel me? And at the end of the day, you know that person told you you didn't need mental help. Okay, cool. Obviously, I did, motherfucker. Fuck your couch. So <laughs> keep moving. You feel me? Not the couch. Yeah, I never think you should. I, I, I never, this is my thing. I never tell people my story. It's just I received your message because my walk is different. Mm-hmm. But um, I always tell people that, look, this is what worked for me. And trust me, I've been through, I've been through similar things because it's like I said before, as a woman, I've known so many people who've been molested or raped. So many people, but I don't know that many people who've been molesting and raping kids. You understand what I'm saying? Right. Like, I don't know them personally, but it's there. It's out there. But um, I just tell people that 
you keep you keep like you keep saying, hey, this is what we can do. I'm gonna provide you the resources. It's it's not gonna always you don't give up, basically. If you know someone needs help, you don't give up. You just keep trying and you keep being there for them. And if they call you at two o'clock in the morning, you listen. And sometimes all you have to do is listen and don't speak. You know, be an active listener. Right. And just keep going with them to the proper resources. This is the thing in our culture. We think, all right, you know how everybody's like, okay, call me if you need me. I need to talk. And then you call, I call you, and I'm telling you, hey, um, he hit me again, blah, blah, blah. And you're like, leave him. Like, why you keep going back? He's hitting me up. Everyone tries to be like a therapist, but they don't under- understand what that person is going through. But professionals know how to let them see differently than we would as friends. That's why I think it's always best to talk to someone that doesn't know you. Not the church pastor, not the, the church uh, person inside the church. Yeah. No, somebody who does not know you from a can of paint. Somebody who's, who's going to have to learn you as you're on this journey about those, those dark moments or those dark things because they can give you different ways to... Um, analyze it in different ways to adjust to it whether it's lifting weights you know i don't know doing yoga or something they can give you different ways to handle the situation that you're going through because i know you spoke earlier about your relationships it's like how many more relationships you're going to get nervous about when it gets to that point you know are you going to do this for the rest of your life i mean i know you're almost 25 but um 25 Oh, I didn't want to say 35, hey. but I felt 25 was a look. I know you're almost up there, but how many how many more relationships are you going to be like, yeah, you know, this person did this to me, and I just have a problem with trusting females, blah, blah, blah. And she's going to feel like, all right, now I got big shoes to fill. I'm really not feeling him like that, but I can't tell him I don't feel him like that because Keisha did that to him last time, and now he's going to compare me to Keisha. So, um, how do you encourage others to go to therapy and become mentally healthy? I mean, I give everybody my resources. That every every therapist that I have used, that I have tried out, I have on a piece of paper, and I give it to them. Even homeless people, when I go, when I speak to rape victims, anything like that. I just give them all the proper resources along with my number. Because all I can do is listen. I'm not trained. I'm just trying to be. But I will drive you. I will sit in a car through your sessions. If you need help, I will be there. But me personally, having those conversations is just going to be like telling your story all over again. Like, they can call and talk to me, but you're still going to feel the same when we when we get off the phone. So, so you're you saying that... The way you encourage them is by letting them know that these are X, Y, Z's to like to get your help. And then there's here's my number, because if you need me, I will come get you and I will take you to those places. Is that correct? Yeah, these are the yeah, these are the proper resources. Right. These are the pay scans, the insurance companies that do like don't even need insurance. This is what you can do, because at this point, talking it's like we could talk all day, but talking about it is not being about it. So now we need to go further than just talk about it. You want to talk about it all day or do you want to or do you want to come back and be like, look, you did this to me, but I still came out on top. Well, what would you how how do you encourage people uh, to seek mental help, Andre? 
Oh, well, first, let, let's let's back up. Oh, if, Lord. No, no, no. It's, it's good. But I just have to give a caution of warning to everyone. Right. Because the moment that you open your mouth and say, You need mental help? Courage or something. Yeah. That you need mental health. Not only that, you got to be ready for the part that you get ready to play. And right. if you can't handle that, you need to, like, enter stage left immediately. Right. Because you know, there's a certain level of responsibility that comes with that because everybody can't handle being somebody's person. And you know, it, it's 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 a it's a lot for some people because like it, I mean, I hate using the Greek analogy, but like I tell people all the time, if you're gonna be a DP or you're gonna be ADP, just know you're gonna be online too. Cause, cause <laughs> just, just, because you got to be ready to, to yes, deal with sir. all the crazy junk that you yes, did when you was online. Yes, sir. And, and so to to make people understand that, like, if you can't handle the responsibility the, the calls yeah. or the, 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 hey, those weird texts that you might get or those, hey, I need you texts or, you know, those, those, like Shay said, those rides to the, to the doctor or whatever, you know, it's okay. That doesn't make you a bad person, but don't put yourself in a situation to do that. But but to right. answer your question, and don't tell them they're getting on their ner- your nerves neither. Because right, that may send them back down the rabbit hole. Exactly, exactly. But to answer your question, I mean, the way you encourage them is just one, one don't don't pressure nobody to do right. that because you know your pressure might be the thing that make them bust, mm-hmm. and and that that again it, it comes with a lot of responsibility. But I think the thing is just for me personally, um, just you know, dealing with someone who went through that, you know, my thing was just reassurance to them one, I'm always there for them. Mm-hmm. And regardless, you know, what you know you feel like you're going through or how lonely you may feel like you are, you're not. Right. Um, it's a mental you're going through a mental health issue, so a lot of what you're gonna do or what you're going to feel is mental and just kind of just reassuring them that, you know, and, uh, Oh, but sorry. Understanding that everything that you're going to say is not going to be right. Right. And you have to be ready to deal with that. Just telling somebody, literally telling somebody the smallest thing is, it's going to be okay. Might be a trick. And like I said, it's a bit, it's a major responsibility. So, I think just the way you can encourage them is just, you know, just, I think the, the term that I'm looking for is just always be, be prepared to give them that slight push. Right. Because, you know, you can, if you give them a huge push, it might not work. For right. Them. But, it might you know, tumble you're over. always there kind of like letting them know, hey, I got you. You know, blase, blase, XYZ, one, two, three, ABC, all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, you're doing your job. Because at the end of the day, you're there to encourage them. Mm-hmm. You can't take that walk for them. So this next question I have is a is a two part question. Um, first part oh, is. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, show the clapping for me. You didn't acknowledge that. Oh, sorry. Thank you. Thank you. Was that was that what you needed? I really wanted the the buzzer, but but you did you did a good job. Hey, I got that too. Um, so this next question is a two part question. First. First part of the question is, do, do you think everybody could 
do some good in receiving help? And part two is, what would you say to those who don't believe that they need help? Um, the first, to answer your first question, yeah, I mean, if you feel like you need help, then you need help. I think that's the, 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 the self-identity thing that I was talking about earlier. So, like, you feel like you need help to the, to the biggest of problems, even to the smallest of problems, then yes, you need help. Then to answer your second question, to those who feel like they don't need help, it's going to sound crazy. Why don't you what? think you yeah, need right. help? <laughs> oh, okay. I like that answer, no, too. No. I like that answer, nah, too. They are, they are 100% right. Because at the end of the day, like I said earlier, you can't take anybody else's walk for them. Right. So if you feel like you don't need help, you're right. You absolutely don't need help. Right. You might be goddamn shit scratching the fuck out of your epidermis right now. You don't. If you don't feel like you need help, you don't need help. I could think you need help all goddamn day. But if you don't think and you need everyone help, everyone else around you can yeah. see the you. You're bleeding now because you're scratching yourself. Yeah. But until that person comes to the realization that they need help. It's a mute point for anybody else. You can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink. And that's when you're going to have to disconnect yourself because then you will, your mental will trigger. Like, come on. I can't because now it's affecting me because mm -hmm. I'm worried about you. And it's affecting my family because I'm neglecting them because I'm worried about you. And this is three years later and I'm still worried about you and I cannot do anything. It's kind of like you gotta let them hit rock bottom, but you don't want them to hit rock bottom. Right. But they need to feel that they need to figure it out on their own. They receive the help completely. Because a lot of people will go and get help just to shut you up. But they're not receiving the help. They're not they're not actually they're doing it in spite. Effort. That makes sense. Um is it necessary for African Americans who come who choose to receive therapy, seek a therapist who is also African American. This goes back to what you were talking about earlier, Shay. Oh nah, my therapist is white and a lesbian. White lady. Um, I feel like I've had African American therapists and they and I've had all now <clears throat> I just gone better with my therapist now. It may be beneficial for you. Um, to find someone or that person who's of color, because but I don't want anybody who's gonna be like, "Girl, that happened to me too." You understand? I don't want to hear that. Like, oh well, yep, I was touched by my daddy. Like, we all know those stories. I don't want to. I didn't want to um hear that, or I didn't want to trigger them because when you're in this field, the stories that people tell you can trigger you. Um. And bring up emotions, and now we're two emotional people in, our, in my session, and I didn't pay for that. So it may work for you. I just think that it's not necessary. You find that person who best benefits you and clicks with you, and you feel like, all right, I can do this. Tell me. Um, yeah, just to kind of piggyback on what you said, like I said earlier, mental health care is a fucking buffet. You know, everybody don't go to the same section all the time. And some people need that that common person. You know, Shay didn't want the girl in the session to be like, yes, bitch, I feel you. You feel me? Like, some people need that shit. 
And then there are some people who need the, a complete opposite because they're getting a totally different uh, res- uh, perspective on things because that person is nothing like them. And that's what works for them. I mean, it's different. Again, it's different strokes for different folks. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, some people need it, some people don't. But again, it's a buffet. Shit, try all that shit. Do, do you think the older generation finds it hard to believe that the decline of mental health in the African-American community can be a direct reflection of their own negligence to receive help? Well, you got to realize, the term mental health itself, mm-hmm. you know, wasn't really introduced until, like, we were kids. Right. You know, Until OJ. Right, until to motherfucker OJ kept stabbing it. You know, yeah. that's another topic. But but yeah, man, I'm just saying like it's is it wasn't a not I say it wasn't around because it was definitely obviously around. Right. But you know, just how at one point in time in the world AIDS wasn't a thing. You know, at one point in time, you know, penicillin wasn't a thing. You know, what is if they can't acknowledge something that they have no clue about. Right. And so, granted, you know, there's a bunch of literature on it now, and, you know, it's it's more of a discussion today. But try to get your great-grandpa that can't keep their keep they teeth, teeth in their mouth to talk about some shit that, in their mind, they think you just made the fuck up. It's like teaching your grandma or your, your, your mother how to use their iPhone. They're going to keep calling you about that shit. I guess that's true. Yeah. So you say he touched you where? Ah, nah, I don't believe he did. Ah, nah, he didn't do that. He didn't do that. Hey. <laughs> now go get me a pop. Not a pop. Nah, he uh, didn't do that. He didn't do that. You said he did what now? I think, ah, nah. I think, um, I think it's a, a yes and no kind of answer. Because, yes, they... It could be a direct reflection of them not getting help themselves because they didn't know that they needed help in the first place. And two, it's because, like, like, yeah, like, a lot of our parents that raised us were young when they had us. Mm -hmm. Like, I think this generation is having kids younger than the last generation did. So it's like kids raising kids not knowing how to raise a kid themselves while they're still being a kid. So it's just like, I don't know how to do anything, but I'm going to try and do what's best by what I think is the best, but not knowing what the best is, you know? So I, I feel like it's, it's, it's a little weird, but it's, it is what it is. But at the same time, like we have to, we have to teach people how to love people the right way how to raise people the right way and how to love each other i guess that sounds kind of sappy but whatever i think it's more so like some people need to be taught and some people it needs to be shown to them i always ask people would you rather be blind or deaf Hmm. and it's kind of like to me i would rather for me i would rather be deaf because you can tell me you love me all you want but uh, somebody's showing you that they love you, 
and you seeing the love at somebody and you seeing that they really care about you and you seeing like, hey, you really want to make a difference, that is totally different um, than talking about it. Like I said, we could talk about it all day. I don't but I don't want somebody to I don't want somebody to say that they love me. I want to feel that they love me. Exactly. Like I don't and you can be yeah. I don't want to hear can, it. I want to see it. I want to I want to exactly. see the actions. I want to feel the actions of it. I don't mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't tell me. Show me. Yeah, I and that's exactly how I am. I'm like you can show me you're going to be better. Show me that you're going to do better. Like, I'm sorry. Sorry I don't live for it no more. It's only so much, so many stars, and it's only so many stories that we can tell people before right. we're eventually like, you know what? I'm done. And you and, and don't be afraid to cut people off early before they cut you off. You know what I mean? Say that again. If on date one, you already feeling like this is not going to work, right. cut them off friends, family, or whatever. I had to distance myself from family. And because you, it's negative energy, like, get the stage. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not trying to go back to that path of being, like, do, and doing this. I'm, I'm, I am not trying to do that, you know? So for you, Stephen, you are a nice person. I've known you for a very long time. But don't let them... Cut them girls off. Like, if they start, shut up. Don't, shut up. All right, I'm going to mute my mic. No, nah, don't mute your mic. Don't do that. Don't do that. I don't don't let them, like, make you feel some type of way. If they're not, if you know, you'll know them. You are a feeling type of person. You are very affectionate. You know when them girls into you or not. Don't think eventually they're going to change because they're not going to change. They're just hungry and using you for a good meal because you go on good dates. Stop. Doing that. Start taking them to ice cream for 99 cents at a drive and put a blanket down and get to know them one on one. Stop letting them use you for free food. Because that's it. And set. You are not an object. Thank you, Shay. I needed to hear that. I appreciate you. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure they're hitting your line because they know you're about to get a stimulus check in your taxes real, real soon. So they're probably going to try and tell you. I don't know about that, that stimulus check, but that. That tax refund about to hit. Yeah, so it's tax season, so you know they about to slide up. No, nah, I don't want to see none of y'all sliding up <laughs> when my tax refund hit, cause <laughs> I ain't spending no money on none of y'all. Slide in my, I'm sponsoring at least five females, at least one McDouble. I swear for God, bro. Come. They can order a la carte at, the, at McDonald's. Order the whole dollar menu up to eight items. <laughs> Bruh. I don't want if, if somebody asks me would I want to be deaf or, or blind god damn it I'd rather be blind cause I want to hear and feel that <laughs> shit so yes <laughs> I'm just that's saying that's love language must be yo y'all some y'all what? some funny people man hit the buzzer hit, hit, hit the buzzer Will <laughs> yeah that's just a go on it cause it can mess up your mental because I know he, you want to, you want that. Everybody wants that fun. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But don't think that you gotta be perfect for nobody. Okay? Because we are still learning and we're still growing. And some of us stop growing mentally whenever we get trauma. Trauma happens to us, so we're still stuck in the mind frame of, as you said, I think six. 
and I'm still stuck at seven. You know, so you can't tell me how to feel. Um, later on, are you too emotional? No, I'm not too emotional. So you do need to work on your emotions, honey. Because I remember at one point, I'm not too emotional. I'm a red. You don't do that crying. But yikes! You don't. They just beat niggas, bro. But before, you knew me when I was emotional and I was crying all the time because at that point I was carrying hurt. Your nose still running. (laughs) I said, Your nose still running. You know what I'm saying? I was still behind the scenes. But now I voice my opinion and I do not care. I just choose my words, and I. sometimes you got to, you can't be using these big words for people. Sometimes you have to tell them straight up and down. Step and forget them, because they, they probably, you who they want. You might not be who they want. You understand what I'm saying? The inside of you, they want that dude standing on the corner with all that money to be the emotional side. And I ain't got no they money. Want, I'm broke. I'm not saying, I'm not, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> they want the Ricos that's tall with the skinny jeans on. And they sag in, and they got a belt. Mm. And they borrow and they cousins one. They want you know, those type of people. We're not going to go. We're not going to go. But they're saying that they want a man who open doors. You open doors. Who pay for checks. You pay for checks. Who tell them, hey, good morning, beautiful. You tell them you good. So you t- I'm doing everything you say that you want, but now all of a sudden you don't want a relationship, but then two Week later, your status changed in a relationship. You so know, you was just hungry for two weeks. Ladies, y'all playing with my mental health, so um, I'm gonna let y'all go. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> that music playing in the background that just means that we coming to end on this episode. Um, so let's do some outros and uh, yeah. So, Euphonic Sense, owned by Raven McCall, is a black-owned candle company that creates. Soy coconut blended wax, essential oil infused candles that are paired with a curated playlist that is featured on www.blkuphony.com. More information on the benefits of the essential oils can be found in further detail on www.blkuphony.com, where the selection choice and artist facts are noted for musical and environmentally sound education. Relax at hand. It's a place where you can book your next massage therapy session here in Jacksonville for a limited time. They are offering $15 off when you book online at www.relaxathand.com or you can reach out to Carmen Mims at carmen at relaxathand.com or call her at 904-524-9069 for more information on your next session. Shoutouts. What y'all got? I hope everybody read where they read because it's all heart to heart, man. No, fuck Valentine's Day. Is next week. Fuck Valentine's Day. 30 minutes a day to keep your heart pumping. It's heart and diabetes month on top of all of that. And it's Black History Month. So love thy neighbor, hug a friend. Yeah, and of course, we all for Black History here. Month, but respectively, respectfully, I don't celebrate Black his- History Month during Black History Month because we created history in every month and we are being downgraded to celebrate it in the same month that hosts the Super Bowl, 
Valentine's Day, and occasionally the All-Star Weekend. And so, it's the shortest weekend of the month. But we're not here nor there. Yeah, I anyways. Mean, the shortest month. But, um, yeah. nah, we, we, we should celebrate Black History Month every month because there's something we can find about our great Black queens and kings and ancestors in every month. So, uh, yeah. Uh, Dre, you have any shout outs? Absolutely. Um, first, time to piggyback on what they said. This is Black History Month. We celebrate it, you know, every day, all year. But this month, I'm extra black. So, yeah. Black extra black. black. black, black. <laughs> I'm black of the black, black, black of the black, black. Black, black. But, um, yeah. That's but, what my shirt says. Right yeah. up. You feel me? Um, but, you know, same as Hard on Ice is next. Friday. Um, if you don't have tickets, hit up my guy, uh, DJ Goldpat. DJ Goldpat. Hey. DJ Goldpat. Guy said three times, one for the father, one for the son, and all the holy niggas. But <laughs> um, you got uh, you know, be in the place. You know what I'm saying? It's our, our the the alphas will definitely be there. So you know, if you're trying to catch a husband, ladies, you know, do that. Is there a dress code? Um, there is. There is. It's a formal event. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Um. Come through, I'm not come eating dinner. I told you I was not cooking. I don't know. You'll be at Boo Uh, Excuse you? That's crazy. That's crazy. She not cooking Anyways, for that. Anyways, yeah, man. You know, Valentine's Day coming up. I still don't have one of those. Um, So, yeah. you know, hit all of my social medias. Uh, Dre on the mic. You feel me? That's with a D, not a T. So, yeah. Um. And, and last but not least, you know, you got your stimulus check yet? Because it matters. Uh, 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 I, I get the rent deposit every <laughs> other Friday. So, is this you your know. Friday to get the rent deposit? Hey, 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 chill out, chill out, chill out, chill out. I told y'all I was sponsoring the dollar menu up to eight items. Up to eight board. items. You feel me? Though. I got you. But yeah, man, uh, love yourself. Love the person next to you. You feel me? Hey, I end every show like this. Shout out to the haters because y'all motivate me to be better. Uh, without y'all, I'd still be ugly. Um, shout out to the Valentine's date that I I asked out and she said yes, and hasn't hit me up since. Definitely a big shout out to you. So fuck Valentine's Day and the gift that I was gonna get your ass. What you ain't getting get shit, huh? Get I was gonna get her one of those flower bears that last for years, but she ain't gonna Wait, be sniffing none of them flowers. Bro, bro, yeah. bro, you, bro, I don't mean to interrupt your your, your outro, but you was gonna get a flower bear yeah. off of a one date. First, that's what I'm saying. He do too much. I mean, they do have these bears that are that that look like the gummy one. bears, but they have the little flowers in them. I was gonna find yeah. a to give one to, but you know, I don't. Uh, no, Shay, you off limits. First of all, shut up, Shay. I'm about to mute you. I'm about to mute you. First of all, second of all, um, yeah, that's uh. No, you you about to get off this. Uh, uh, no, but seriously, um, I had a Valentine. I asked her out. She said yeah, and I haven't really heard much from her since. So, fuck you and your Valentine's Day gift. What was the last thing you said to her? 
Fuck you and your Valentine. Oh no, that's not what I last said to her. Well, you, you uh, probably said something romantic. I probably told her good morning. I don't, know. I don't know. It'd be like Maybe that sometimes. It wasn't a good morning. It wasn't. It was a terrible morning for her. And I hope she has terrible mornings every morning afterwards. You stinky don't bitch. Say that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm playing. I'm playing. Black, we blackity black all month of February, and I'm showing my ass. Um, but yeah, that's it for me. Uh, I will be hitting up DJ Gold Pack in a little bit so I can get my ticket. So, uh, y'all make sure y'all get y'all's too. Um, until next time, you bastards, I'm out of here. <laughs>